0: well it's that time you know what time it is it's time for a podcast today i went and watched the episode nine ish i guess uh star wars rise of the or the rise of skywalker gotta say it right for all the nerds out there right So I watched the movie and I thought it was okay. I wasn't displeased with it, but I also wasn't overwhelmed with it. And if if you know me at all, you you would know that I'm not exactly a proponent of the last three Star Wars movies. However, they are better than the racially insensitive uh, prequels. I went in the movie and I did something that I don't normally do and I watched it with a uh, in 3D and it, it didn't do anything for the movie. So I, I didn't watch any of the previews or anything. I had no idea what I was getting into when I walked into the theater. So I'm sitting there and I I I'm, I'm super early because I've got nothing else to do. It's Christmas Eve and it's like whatever, you know, I don't have anything to do should be out doing stuff but uh, you know I'm not I oh and by the way just so you know I've been super super sick again all the time I got to move to like Arizona or something where there's nothing that can make me sick just isolate myself in a little hut uh with an internet connection some really cool uh computer gear and never speak or go outside again get a hepa filter and I uh, have all my food delivered by drone. No more human interaction because that's where your sickness comes from. Other humans. They're the ones. They're evil. It's a conspiracy. I'm, I'm done. So I've been super sick, and you can hear it in my voice a little bit, probably. So I go to the theater there by myself, and I'm probably, oh my gosh, 40 minutes early. I uh, sit in the car, do some Facebooking, things like that, you know, whatever, right? And I go into the theater, I sit down. I'm by myself. I, I, you know, I'm sitting there watching. And why I'm doing this lately, I don't even know. I'm sitting, there, sitting there watching an episode of NCIS, the the original, like season seven, episode four, or some crap like that. I can't say that's the greatest show ever because it's not. And I, I think after binge watching seven seasons, seven seasons of it now, I, I'm reasonably satisfied with my conclusion that the thing is uh phoned in every week uh yeah it's got it's it's got issues but not as many issues as the new magnum pi new magnum pi you've heard me rant about it i hate that show it is so bad I, I, I can Every, every, there's one show out there to compare how bad it is to everything else. It's the Magnum PI new one. Anyway, so I'll, I'll stop ranting again. Stop ranting. Take a deep breath. So I'm, I'm sitting in the theater. I'm waiting for the previews. And I see a bunch of previews of n- nothing that I really care that much about. Doolittle is coming out, I guess. It was one of the trailers that I saw. Oh my God. Robert Downey Jr. is do little and they're going you know they're going back to the book on that actually back to the book it looks like it's gonna be interesting but i'm thinking it's too weird to not be a flop it could be interesting if it's not a flop we might have an interesting something something some kind of weird change on our hands on how people go to movies but anyway so i'm watching this thing and then you know all these trailers are in 2d and I'm like looking through my glasses going, wait, when's the 3D start? Cause it's been like 15 years since I watched I think Avatar was the only other thing I've seen in 3D. And so that was the last time I watched anything in 3D. So I'm sitting there looking through my glasses, when's this 3D gonna happen? I don't know what's going on. And then it tells you put your 3D glasses on. It's like, okay, cool, all right, all right, here we go. So I put my 3D glasses on and I saw something funky going on with this. When I was watching it in 3D, I, I was like, this is funky and I took my glasses off, and I realized that only portions of the screen and only portions of the actual um, scene that I'm watching is in 3D. It goes back and forth between regular and 3D. Uh, Or maybe they just take the intensity down of the 3D. Uh, I'm not sure, but it's like, well, that's interesting. That's not 3D, but that is 3D, because you can tell it's like really blurry and Things are out of phase, kind of like, you know, to use a Star Trek uh, euphemism. It's out of phase. Uh, can't mix my sci-fi. All right. So I'm watching this film, and I'm going to tell you right now, there may be some spoilers. May be some spoilers. And if you don't want spoilers for this movie... Um, you're gonna need to lock yourself in your bathroom with no electronics until you see it. Because, uh, spoilers everywhere. You know, you you know this. So you could actually probably know the entire movie before you go see the actual movie. Just so you know. Anyway, um, I don't even know how to get to this movie review. The movie overall was like a six. No, I would say a five. The plot, there was no, when there was plot, it was on the nose, told to me right then. They came out and said, we must find this. And then another character, or or, it actually didn't happen that way. It happened more like, and I can't remember the exact thing. Um, And they're alluding to something happening. And it's obvious that that's their next move. And then a character stands up and goes, we need to go do this to find this. And I'm sitting there in my chair going, what the, what the hell is going on here? You know, it's it's Samuel L. Jackson all over again with the bridges. We're going on, look, a bridge. Look, no kidding. We just saw the bridge and, and whatever. So they did it again here. It's like, it's like all the things that they teach you in screenwriting class, as a, in film school on how to write screenplays, those are just suggestions because obviously they're not any kind of rule that anyone takes into consideration in these major market huge movies it's absolutely it's just infuriating it only takes a second to fix that absolutely threw me out of the threw me out of the scene and i'm sitting there thinking about screenwriting instead of actually thinking about the movie and i always attempt to think about the movie as an entertainment the first time around. And I usually don't give a review until I've seen it twice. It's, but this one was, <sighs> it's lackluster. Um, there was a little bit of a twist where they had, where you thought that Kylo was going to become the Jedi and she was going to become the Sith because she's Palpatine. And then you realize, well, that's not gonna happen. But they really missed it because they could have done that switcheroo on you instead of just switching them both to good. Everybody's got to be good. We've all got to be good. But to have them both be the good guy at the end, it would have been much better if Kylo then had to fight her to keep her from fulfilling the Emperor Palpatine's promise. That would have been interesting. And then Kylo is left. Kylo is left to to attack the Emperor and reclaim the the Jedi hierarchy, and then he's Skywalker. But I guess you might have been expecting that if you think about it, because of the name of the stupid movie, Rise of the Rise of Skywalker. And so she, you know, she's just an homage to her master at the end. It's like whatever. There were so many weird things that were happening during this movie. They they did the, the same thing as they did in the in the last two. They find this little cute thing, and that there's got this little bitty guy. He's probably about eight inches tall, and he's one that fixes the droid because the droid has to translate a language that it's been forbidden to translate because it's evil, right? So the, they have to take him to the guy, and he gets he gets to uh, reprogram the droid so that way they can read the location of this thing that they're looking for that they stood up and said we must go find a thing so we can find the way well no shit anyway sorry going back here <clears throat> so they've got this little guy and at the end of the movie when they're when they're winning and they're, they're like yay we won he's in the ship with the girlfriend of the Han Solo wannabe that really looks like the guy from Army of Darkness, the prince of all horror, uh, Bruce Campbell, which I liked him better in Burn Notice, but whatever, what do I know? So that guy, the Harrison Ford reboot, the the rogue dude it's such a cliche people do you not see where it's just a cliche everything in these movies is a cliche after cliche after cliche what I want to see is I want to see Darth Vader come back I want to have the tension and the emotion that I had when I watched Star Wars the first one or the the what the hell ever it is. You prequels? What? Who, who even? Those are half. Those movies were racist in the first place. But anyway, the the New Hope movie and the Empire Strikes Back. I those. Those are good movies. Those made you feel something. It was like exciting. You can still watch them today and be like, Yeah, I like that. Well, Darth Vader—he's—he's he's something, man. He's evil, and he's gonna get you. And it's the, the stakes are real, and it feels real. Even though the acting was half terrible, Mark Hamill's never been that great of an actor. I'm sorry, he's on on screen—he's not that great of an actor. As a voice actor, he's way better. But when he's on screen, his face and his stature gives away his acting. You can, and he's no longer. He's no longer acting; he's putting on. At least that's how I see it. Harrison Ford obviously steals the show in A New Hope, but in these movies, in these movies, it's all cliche and tripe, and it's, it's a trope. It's, it's like they 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 want to put all the cool stuff in, but they don't want to do the work. Where's the where's the actual character going on? And I I, I can understand, or some people would say that that the, the the real work wasn't done in Star Wars: A New Hope, but it was. It's weird that it because it was interesting, right? It's interesting. The work was there. The storyline was was coherent. It was it was cogent. We had the death of the mentor and all those lost moment. And here they run away. And then you've got this weird transition to now Luke is no longer the hero, but he has to end up being the hero after all, which is a a weird transition. And it works in the movie. You don't notice it. But there's nothing there's nothing like that going on in these films. Now, I know a lot of people want to get into the dirt and the grime of these films and and, come and talk about how the 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 story arcs between each character and things like that. You know, the Lando Calrissian character. Did they just let him come in and read off cue cards by the way? He's a better actor than that. They should have given him better lines. Cuz those were terrible lines. They were they were absolutely awful. The droids are trying to be cute. The the little the little guys are trying to be cute. <clears throat> But there's something else going on here that we really didn't get a good a good handle on. Um, it's it's there, and it's there probably about sixty percent. But it, to be Star Wars, to to make Vader run for his money, you gotta turn it up. So the storyline's a little incoherent. It jumps back and forth. It goes different places. I'm not quite. You know, I understand what they're trying to do because someone stood up and told me, you know, instead of just letting me figure it out for myself. You, you've got, they've, first off, what is this stupid thing that I've got this beacon thing that tells my computer where to go so I can get to the hidden world? How childish is that? They should have had the emperor come out of hiding and they had to go to him and he's like tearing people up. They, they give you a little taste of what those Star Destroyers can do, but aren't they old? Aren't they old tech? Isn't that what they said, they're old tech? And why, there's a whole lots of r- little problems with this. Why cannot the rest of the ships take off without a beacon on the ground to take them off? I'm pretty sure that they could do that, the technology to go to light speed and blow up planets ...and replicate limbs and make droids with uh, their own personalities... ...that they don't need the beacon on the ground to help them to leave the planet. That doesn't make any sense to me at all. Now, I did like the Palpatine. Palpatine is back. And Palpatine is now the father of uh, Rey. And he... it's, It's actually pretty cool... But no one laid the groundwork for this to where it mattered to me at the beginning of the movie. And he's just a throwaway character who gets up there and and was evil, just like in Return of the Jedi. One of the reasons why Return of the Jedi kind of falls flat is that you have Ewoks. And that's a little weird. I'm still wondering if they get drunk and fool around with the Ewoks. Seemed like that at the end of the movie. But the other problem with the Return of the Jedi was that they had this emperor who had no setup in, in the previous movies. You weren't expecting him. You didn't think. You thought Vader was the boss, and all of a sudden you find out Vader's not the boss. Wait, wait a minute! And that's what breaks Return of the Jedi for me. It, it's part of the reason why it didn't. It's not as cogent a story that and Ewoks.
1: At least uh, they get rid yeah. of the
0: brother and sister love. That's all I can say. That's, that was the only plus point of the other movies of, of Return of the Jedi. There's no brother sister love anymore. It became a little weird, don't you think? But this movie gives you just a throwaway boss. It doesn't give you anything with Kylo Ren to want to save him. He's just bad, 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 bad. I mean, I never felt that there was a moment where he, I mean, he's just all of a sudden with the death of his mother is good again. Um doesn't work that way. The plot meanders when there is a plot. Uh there's always something to go a goal to accomplish, but they didn't even know about the goal till three quarter about a quarter of the way into the movie. And that's past The 10 page point for those screenwriters and movie makers out there, 10 to 12 page point where we go into act two, because act one's a catalyst. What is the catalyst? Maybe it happened at the right time. I'm not sure, but it drug like crazy to get there. Oh, and let's not even talk about the, I have something to tell you. Anyone who says that, I, I thought to myself when I first heard that, he's trying to tell uh, Ray, he has something to tell her while he's sinking into the uh, the quicksand Anybody who thinks that they were trying to say that they love each other has completely forgotten about and rightfully so Because it was that bad the kiss in the previous movies Yeah, I would forget about that too, but it did happen and you can't ignore it so he's not in love with Ray He's trying to tell her that he's got the force, that he feels the force. And they allude to it with uh, facial expressions to create exposition. He never actually comes out and talks about it, which it would have made more sense if he would have come out and talked about it. If I was editing this, that script, if I if I was to get to edit that script, if I get to edit the movie, if I ever got to put out my own cut of this movie, him trying to tell her something would be completely taken out of the movie. It has no purpose at all whatsoever in it, has no reason for existing on any plane, on any plane of existence. It's, it doesn't help anything. <clears throat> it's just, I know what it is. I know what it is. I'm having an epiphany as I'm talking. What it is, is the whoever wrote this and edited it and rewrote it has once again uh, thrown the rule of uh, on the nose dialogue out the window and decided to go ahead and tell you the plot. Go ahead and tell you the plot for our character. They were trying to use this one moment, I would bet, to set up the next movie where it's about him becoming one with the force right <clears throat> which by the way is a religion in the UK okay i'm okay with that whatever you want to believe my tv monitor is god sure whatever what all they're doing is is thinking that you're not smart enough to get it which makes a lot of sense the filmmakers it makes a lot of sense to when you think about it because the because when i think about it if I now know that the filmmaker the people writing this have a disregard for the common man they don't think we can get the, the little things in this movie or in any movie but we understand it more than they do we read more into it than they do and what is the one thing who is the most intimidating person in your life it's probably the person who you need to, who you want to gain the respect of but they will never talk to you or they say very little The person who says the least is the person you hold in higher regard. We're kind of like cats. Cats do that. If you pet a cat and you love on a cat, the cat wants to go hang out with the person who doesn't talk to them. They're like, no, no. Hey, man, you haven't talked to me. You're not acknowledging me. I don't think so. I'm going to go over here and sit on your lap and cuddle. And then when they start giving them attention, the cat leaves, right? Because we're like cats. The people who ignore us are the ones we want the attention from the most. And it goes the same with writing and movies and stories. The, le- the less you say, the less cats, here we go, you let out of the bag. Really? Okay. Then the more interest there is. Hitchcock was a, he, he was a master at that. He knew how to, and it's suspense 101. Suspense 101 is so easy. You let the audience know something that the protagonist does not know, and it causes the audience to have suspense because the protagonist doesn't know about it, they don't talk about it, they don't try to avoid it, and the audience is like, no, it's that absence of the emotion, that absence, that silence, that hole that makes us interested But these guys have forgotten that. I think most of the writers today that actually get paid for this have forgotten that. It's like, where are the good writers? Where are they? Why can't we get something decent? Maybe it's, there's too many, maybe it's money. Maybe there's just too much money in it. And we got to make money number one, and then two, we tell a story. That may be the reason, I don't know. Maybe people just don't try as hard as they used to. And I can't say that we've always tried hard. I mean, we go back in time, you see some really crappy movies out of the 70s, some really bad movies out of the 40s. I mean, there was some really bad stuff. You could chalk up to the 30s and 40s, 20s, 30s, 40s movies with the fact that they didn't quite know what they were doing. It was still an evolving art form because it is different to film a movie than it is to put on a play, right? We all know this. So you could say it's some of that, but, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, in the 70s, there's some really bad movies. But here's the thing, the Black Exploitation movie. You want to know a good movie uh, to go and watch is the Black Exploitation movie, uh, kind of like a, a origin story of it. That is a great film on Netflix called Dolomite. Or Dolomite is my name. I guess is the actual name of it. That's a great film. I watched that. I was excited. I was happy. Eddie Murphy does a damn good job. That's a good movie. It's thought out. They don't just come out and and and, and nail you with exposition, and they don't come out and they and and on the nose dialogue. They don't tell you what they're doing while they're doing it, Mr. Jackson. Right? It's a good movie you should watch Dolomite is my name or Dolomite on Netflix. Highly recommended, way better movie than this film, uh The Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Anyway, my name's Paul G. Newton. That's my movie review. Four out of ten. Yes, four out of ten. I'm gonna get it I'm gonna give it a four out of four and a half out of ten because it was kind of cool. It's just I didn't care about the story, but I was watching spaceships. Okay, if that's what you like, hey man, it's gonna be a nine out of ten. But as, as far as the movie story, eh, whatever. Go watch, uh, uh, go go watch uh, Back to the Future. It's better. No, better yet, go watch Dolomite. It's hilarious and it's good. It's it's good filmmaking. Kudos, to Eddie Murphy. So my name is Paul G. Newton. This is my podcast, as you well know. And uh, I'm done talking, I suppose. Visit my uh, website, paulgnewton.com. Uh, go to, to my blog on that website. Find me on Facebook and say hi. Like Aaron Mankey says, I kind of like it when people say hi. You know, not everyone is, is you know, not, you know, I mean, there's always somebody out there that's creepy.